Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness, with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. Hope and Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J.R. And great day and great day and great day that it is. Welcome to another edition of Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. I'm your host, J.R. Ficklin, and I'm so glad that you've joined us on this marvelous Monday afternoon. I do apologize for that temporary uh, technical delay there. Uh, Seems like power went out to uh, the site here. But I'm so glad that you've joined us on this Monday, um, this edition of Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, brought to you by the Soul of America Radio, right here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm hoping that you had a great Mother's Day weekend, and and I'm going to get back to the significance of Mother Day's weekend this past weekend. But most importantly, I'm hoping that we will have an opportunity to have a forum to talk, to discuss, to really look into some issues as it relates to healing those that have been victims of abuse, domestic violence, physical abuse, emotional abuse, verbal abuse, spiritual abuse, sexual abuse, or abandonment, rejection, loss, any of those things there that have caused pain and inflicted pain in a person's life. One of the things I have to say to you today that as we've come across this day here on this 13th day of May of 2013 is the need that even in this day and time to continue to have the conversation around this issue of domestic violence that is really an epidemic in our society. In so many cases uh, where those that don't seem to know uh, the prevalence of domestic violence, it seems it's not a problem. But the reality is that all around us we see domestic violence occurring on every level and in every manner. And so that is for that reason why we continue to talk about this issue, to raise that issue tonight. Tonight is one of those shows here where we have an open end, meaning the fact that those of you that uh, desire to call in at area code 323-784-9638, you can do so tonight. That's area code 323-784-9638. That's how you can reach us. If you're listening by the World Wide Web, www.social. 
soulofamericaradio.com, and you can go right to that tab on the left that says Hope and Healing. And as you go to the Hope and Healing tab there, that's how you can find us. And for those of you that are following us by Internet, uh, following us, I should say, on Facebook, uh, definitely you can follow me on Facebook at Domestic Violence. It is your business. That's one of our group pages on uh Facebook there as well. If you'd like to email us today, maybe you have a question or confidential statement or whatever, you can do so by simply emailing us uh, at jficklin at soulofamericaradio.com. That is the letter J-T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N at soulofamericaradio.com. So that's how you can reach us today. We're so glad that you've joined us. So glad to have you to be a part of our broadcast on today. And there's just so many things we want to get to this afternoon, but as usual, we invite your call. So as you uh, call in tonight, if you desire to have a question or you have a, a question or comment you'd like to make, just simply hit the uh, one on your keypad, and that will let our producer know that you want uh, to say something on the air. And we'll get you on the air as soon uh, as soon as we possibly can. And so as we begin tonight's show, there's so much to talk about. Uh, I want to just reflect a little bit back on um, uh, Mother's Day on yesterday, and I want to say happy Mother's Day to all you mothers that are out there listening, to all the mothers that is out there. And uh, we all really held that day, uh, definitely as we honor mothers all over uh, the country. Mothers are the backbone of America. Mothers is the, is really the uh, foundation of civilization, and we have so much uh, indebtedness to our mothers. And yet, it's still on a day that is, you know, it's such a celebrated day. For many, Mother's Day is also a day of much sadness and much heaviness. For the young man, uh, for the father who's gone this Mother's Day, missing his daughter, who unfortunately met an untimely death at the hand of domestic violence. To the young kid who's there celebrating Mother's Day, but they're celebrating it uh, with their mother no longer being alive, no longer being with us because uh, their mother died at the hand of her partner, uh, perhaps even his father. So for many, Mother's Day has been one of those uh, days with mixed emotion because of the uh, impact and the prevalence of domestic violence that we see. Uh, mothers are definitely the center of Mother's Day, but when you talk about that empty table, that empty chair at the table, it makes a big difference. When you start talking about the individuals who are going to grave, grave sites to visit loved ones who have been uh, uh, who have been struck by domestic violence, who have lost uh, uh, someone due to domestic violence, it is something that we cannot ignore, and it's something that we must acknowledge. The dynamics of domestic violence is, uh, I mean, is, is tremendous. It is, it is it's one of those issues that cannot be put into a vacuum. And yet and still, I will tell you that it doesn't matter how long ago an individual has lost a loved one due to domestic violence, it doesn't go away. The pain is real, the pain is alive, the pain hurts, and the pain is experienced on every level. So I want to make sure that we don't take it for granted the impact of domestic violence and how it impacts the family. And we have to raise the awareness of that. We have to continue to have this conversation around this issue of domestic violence. It doesn't go away simply because no one talks about it. As a matter of fact, as I was doing just some research here, and I came across a very interesting logo. It is said, silence. Cover, hides violence. 
It said silence hides violence. And how many times have we talked about how our silence only fueled the issue and does not make anything better for anyone? So we have to be very, very uh, aware of the fact of our silence and what it does in terms of impacting the abuse and how it perpetuates the abuse on every level. And so as we uh, enter into our conversation tonight, we invite you tonight, we're going to cover a couple of topics, and uh, we invite you with whatever uh, conversation you like to have around this issue, or if you yourself like to share a personal story, or perhaps you know of someone right now who's in trouble. And as we do always, you can always reach a national hotline, domestic violence hotline, at 1-800-799-SAFE. That's one 800 799 7233. That's how you can find some help there as it relates to this epidemic. If you're trying to call in today, perhaps you're listening by way of the internet, but you'd like to join in in this conversation, it's simply area code 323-784-9638. That's how you can reach us tonight right here on Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. And now I want to get into just some things here because of the fact of the prevalence of domestic violence that we see continue to happen in our society. No one is safe from this epidemic happening. No one gets away from it, and yet it's still Here's the issue that we have not had enough talk around. We have not had enough conversation around. And quite frankly, we have not looked at the far-reaching impact of domestic violence. Now, why do I bring that up tonight? I bring that up tonight because of the fact that the far-reaching impact of domestic violence uh, contains and impacts so many different people. So many faces are brought into this whole situation when we consider domestic violence and its impact on society. And tonight, I want to just start off by talking about the impact that it has on our children. Children are impacted by violence in so many ways, and not just the physical violence, but the emotional and the verbal abuse as well. I love uh, citing uh, this uh, particular poem that was written by Dorothy Law Note, and this was back in 1972. She wrote this. She said, children learn what they live. She said, if children live with criticism, they learn to condemn. If children live with hostility, they learn to fight. If children live with ridicule, they learn to be shy. If children live with shame, they learn to feel guilty. And it shows you right there the impact of domestic violence, our impact of behavior on the way children grow up, and it shapes their perception of the world and often their own identities. But Dorothy Lono goes on to say, however, if children live with encouragement, they learn confidence. If children live with tolerance, they learn to be patient. If children live with praise, they learn to appreciate. If children live with acceptance, they learn to love. If children live with approval, they learn to like themselves. If children live with honesty, they learn truthfulness. If children live with security, they learn to have faith in themselves and others. If children live with friendliness, they learn the world is a nice place in which to live. Now, that is a very interesting piece, a very good piece. I've used it for years because, in fact, it simply put it right where it lies. Because of the fact our children are impacted by what they're exposed to, what they see, what they experience what they witness, they are impacted by the environment. The very culture of violence impacts our children in a tremendous way. And it's not going to stop until we stop it. And our failure to stop it only continues to create the next generation of victims as well as abuse. So we have to understand the consequences on every level. And we must understand the consequences even that it has on the educational system, what consequences it has on the uh, classroom as a whole. And so we have to have that conversation around that because the effects of domestic violence is far-reaching. We understand that when we look at it that uh, 
Uh, statistics says that estimated between 3.3 million children are exposed to physical violence. They're exposed to physical and verbal uh, spousal abuse every year. So when we talk about exposure, they mean they're seeing it or they're hearing it occur, and, uh, and as a way of as a result of saying that, they have to deal with these aftermaths of abuse. So it's not something that we can take lightly. It's something that we must take seriously. So when we start talking about the uh, children being affected by domestic violence, we have to understand the fact that when children are continuously exposed to domestic violence, it, it affects the way they see themselves. It affects the way they react to things. It affects the way they see them, their roles as uh, males and females. It impacts everything about their lives. And we must understand that we're raising the next generation of batterers right in our homes, and we must take it as a serious issue here. And uh, as we're talking today, perhaps many of you that are listening on this line today, perhaps you know someone, perhaps you've seen these type of things played out in the uh, presence of children, and did you ever consider the impact that it has on them? Not only as far as affecting them and the grades that they get, but it affects their self-esteem and the way they see themselves. And we all know that the way we see ourselves oftentimes has a lot to do with the way that we act, the things that we accept, and the things that we're willing to fight for. And so when we look at that today, we have to consider the fact that domestic violence is something that affects our children in a tremendous way. And what we understand that children that live in a violent home, they often begin to exhibit even other sides. We see it happen all the time, and we have to be very careful about that. That is one of the reasons that we must be raise uh, uh, the awareness when it comes to children, raise the awareness when it comes to the educational system, raise the awareness when it comes to the classroom, raise the awareness on everything, because children do learn what they live, and they do live what they learn. And so when we look at this, we have to look at the fact that uh, the effects of domestic violence not only cause academic problems, but also agitation, uh, children feeling jumpy and they're being aggressive, uh, avoidance, having behavior problems, the cleanliness of caregivers, and so on and so on, emotional distress, and having flashbacks and stress disorder, revenge-seeking, social problems, all of these things happen on children that have witnessed domestic violence. And that's what we see in them as children. Do we ever consider what happens to those children that have witnessed domestic violence as adults? What type of function in adults are they? What is their ability to cope with things and handle things and where they can't? How does it play out in their in their raising children? How does it play out inside a family situation or relationships? Uh, because of the fact they learn what they live and they live what they learn, and we have to take that in deep consideration. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. I'm your host, J.R. Ficklin. I'm so glad that you've joined us tonight on the Soul of America Radio. Area code 323-784-9638. That's area code 323-784-9638. That is how you can reach us, and I will be taking your calls right on the other side of the break tonight. Thank you for tuning in with us. Uh, you can reach us once again, area code 323-784-9638, and I'll see you right on the other side of the break. Right on Hope Hilly, a journey to Hope.
Welcome back to the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to J.R. Ziegler, Hope and Healing, our journey to wholeness, right here on the one and only Soul of America Radio. We'll be right back. New programming coming up on the Soul of America Radio. Go to soulofamericaradio.com for more information. Of domestic violence on children is one that is very important. 
because so often we look at the impact of domestic violence between uh, the adults and we look at teen dating violence. And here, and here yet, we're looking at uh, the impact of domestic violence on children. The dynamics change just a little bit because it's not a matter of a romantic relationship or relationship that is taking place, but rather we're dealing with a situation where this problem has now began to impact children, and even from the earliest stages, infants and toddlers who witness uh, domestic violence end up showing excessive irritability, immature behavior, sleep disturbances, and so forth and so on. And so all of those things make a difference inside of the way they react, inside of the way they, uh, they grow up. And so therefore, it impacts down to their ability, uh, their learning, development, all of those things, their cognitive skills are impacted by being exposed to violence. Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That's the number to reach us. If you'd like to get on, just hit the number one on your keypad. We do have a caller there. Caller ending number ending in seven six three two. Uh, caller number ending in seven six three two. We want to welcome you tonight to Hope and Healing, our journey to wholeness. Good evening. Good evening, Pastor Thickland. This is Evangelist Ladonna Collins from Detroit. Oh, I am so glad to hear from you. <laughs> How are you today? I am wonderful, Pastor Thickland. How are you? I just got a whole lot better the moment that you came on the airway. I am so <laughs> glad to have you, and and, and and those of you that are listening, uh, just just pardon me for being so super excited. I'm super excited <laughs> because not only is this Evangelist Adana Combs of Detroit, but here's a colleague, here is a it's, here's an impactful, uh, tremendous <laughs> oh. woman in this field that is doing so much work in this area. I'm so glad to have you, and I hope that you had a great Mother's Day. I have, Thank you, sir. I had a wonderful Mother's Day. You and your family had one as well. It's just good to be talking to you and listen to some of the profound things that you're saying uh, that we are continuing to do in the movement. And it's a, it's important to do it, and, and I'm, I'm so glad to have you. And, I, and, I, and believe me, I, I, I want to I want you to just to share this time with us and share this time with the audience that are listening out there uh, concerning this issue uh, of domestic violence. It, it impacts us in so many ways, uh, uh, and yet still we still talk about domestic violence almost in a vacuum. And I think uh, generally people don't understand how far-reaching domestic violence is, and it reaches in, in, in every aspect of life. And if you can just elaborate on that, I know I start off talking about its impact on children, and we definitely know that that happens, but there's so many things that happen out there, and I would love if you could just share with our audience just some of the things definitely that you've encountered and the things that we know that exist. Well, you know, as you know, and many of us doing the work, it is the best-kept secret in the human family, and, you know, we're we're doing our best to provide so many safe places um, for women and men to disclose, you know, what's going on. So we can, now we've learned, you know, we're so much smarter, Pastor Thicklin, aren't we, with all the research we've been doing, that the, the bottom line is we've got to get healing for uh, to some of the people that are uh, perpetrating it and experiencing it. You know, isn't that something that that's really the bottom line? Because, you know, it's just that's the only way that we're going to get any make a, a big enough impact that we can we can just swell up what God has for us to do and restore the human family, break generational curses, um, bring cultural content out. We have to look at the origin of some things, whether whether it's theological or whether it's humanistic, but we, it comes back to healing, education, and awareness 
um, especially for the for the black family and anybody identifying in the black diaspora. We know it affects everybody, but it's such a high percentage and impactful in people of color. Absolutely. You know, it's amazing. You know, I love when I hear you talk about it because, of course, we talk about this, and yet still we know that in certain circles we we can't always, and we don't always, uh, we're not always readily embraced when we start talking about some things that sound a little different than it did 15 or 20 years ago, and then you hit it on the head. As a result of much more research, uh, as a result of definitely not only raising awareness and taking the opportunity to listen to victims and, and listen to people that's been impacted by this, we have learned a lot more, and therefore we're not just singing or not just, you know, we're not just continuing a company line about things. And I want to just hit one of the points that you said, and you said it so smoothly, but it's so true. You talked about the fact that, that we know now that not only are we, it begins with healing, not only for the victim, but also for the perpetrator. And I think that's one of the things that, that, that really, uh, not only people of color, but definitely people of faith, that's that faith element that comes in right. that oftentimes does separate us from uh, conventional services because we know that conventional services generally totally focus on the victim, and we understand that. The victim needs all of the help and assistance they can. But as people of faith, when we're encountered with this, what we also understand inside of this that oftentimes we have a perpetrator there that, number one, yes, need to be held accountable. But, but number two, we understand that inside of finding out more of the origin of this, we often find out that that perpetrator is what we call a secondary or second or third generation victim. They grew up in it. Mm -hmm. They were exposed to it. This is what they knew to be the way that they react towards it. And somewhere along the line, we have to be instrumental in breaking that cycle. We have to be instrumental and in not only holding them accountable, but being able to say, "Listen, there's some healing need to be done on that end." And that doesn't mean that we're that doesn't mean that we're being apologetic. That doesn't mean that we're colluding. That simply means that what we do understand that. Research shows us that the, that, that the victim <laughs> the victim oftentimes returns to that perpetrator six to seven times before she ever leaves him for good if she makes it to that point. So doesn't it only make sense that we begin to deal with that perpetrator as well? Now, we can't make them take it. We can't make them, but that's one of the signs. That's one of the things we can tell that, that victim, listen, if this person is not willing, to get help, if this person is not willing to change, if they don't want to invest in their own change, then that ought to be a red flag to them, and that's what we're right. able to do. And so now, right. as you as you put it, we know better now, and we have to do better. Yeah, we really do as faith as faith based people because we are looking for you know a holistic. A remedy for the whole family And even though statistically um, This takes time to happen And like you said, you're right She's going to return, you know, six or seven times But I think what society has to understand She's not breaking the law by returning He's breaking the law by hitting her exactly. So, you know, we have to understand That um, there is, there's got to be uh, some something for him that we do. I mean, even though, you know, uh, being in the church, I think people have a whole thing that's wrong about the church. We know that we, we support the family, but that holy hush of domestic violence has come about sweeping it under the rug because we want to keep the family whole. Well, we know now with more awareness and more information that we do want to keep the family together, but not if that family is unsafe. And so exactly. um, what we want to do is also, even though, and statistically, 
you know, you only have a third of uh, of men in these situations doing the battering. You know, so the two thirds of men that are in relationships, you still have more healthy men in a relationship than unhealthy men. It's just that that one third out of that one third, you know, eighty five percent of them are the batterers. You know, exactly. so you know, strong men, um, uh, uh, you know, take up for. Um, people for themselves, strong men, but stronger men take up for others, you know, so we're going to have to create some type of partnership that will allow men, you know, to to partner and with us to help other men stop domestic violence and get some healing and get some things in there, put some mechanisms and some programs in there that they can see themselves for who they are because most batterers never say that they have a problem, you know, and it takes it, right. It takes another man to identify with what he's going through. I mean, just the things he has to go through in life, what he's had to survive. Society also has to break this thing that men can't cry. Men can't. If he, exactly. you know, reveals some things that he's having in his life, how's he going to get healed if he's never supposed to be broken? Well, you know, this is why I love sharing time with you because of the fact you hit it so precisely on the mark. And and I have to say this, and when I say this, it's not an adversarial thing, but what it is when, when I say this, and when we have these type conversations, what we do understand is that for for so many that hear about domestic violence, they have oftentimes have heard what I call conventional historical approaches to domestic violence. And listen, we have to give I mean kudos because they are the ones who laid that laid the way. But you know, right. it's kind of like what I just said. When we know better, we have to do better. So a lot right. of the things that we that oftentimes in the early years, those things there really did not. Uh, did not really have an open door for men to even get involved. Right. As a matter of fact, right. I could talk about, you know, nearly 20 years ago when I really, be, uh, you know, became involved in this movement, it wasn't mm-hmm. always a pretty thing for me. It wasn't an open right. door for me. I actually experienced what the, what the sister would call almost a gender bias, the reverse right. gender bias. It was almost like I was suspect for being involved, wanting to be a healthy man because I was wanting to help. And so many times when I would be there uh, – 85% of the time was always talking about how bad men are, how terrible they are. You know, we talked a lot about male dominance and all those things. Although we know those things existed, what we didn't spend enough time talking about was, number one, the victim being made whole, dealing with the victim reality, dealing with the fact that the right. victim simply just wanted the abuse to stop. It wasn't the fact that she no longer wanted a relationship. She just didn't want, to, she didn't want the abusive relationship. Right. And so they right. spent a lot right. of time there. But they didn't talk about healthy men, and they did not always present a a, a you know a platform where men can have a voice and I can recall right. you know that even myself I became very discouraged at one time because there was no place for me to fit in it was almost as if I was walking on these little um, landmines be very careful where you step and yet it's still I knew my heart I knew my heart I mean having been raised with six sisters and a, and a tremendous mother I, I knew I mean there were things installed in me but the thing I also yeah. the other thing I knew is that there were also a whole lot of other men that were healthy mm-hmm. men that perhaps right. had never come to the table, perhaps was shone away from the table because of such a really almost a very aggressive and abrasive approach at one time. But now, and, what do we understand? We need men. <laughs> I, 
that is so true. And you know what I always say about that, uh, Reverend Thicklin. You know, we do need men to come to the table, but they're not going to come to the table if they think they're on the menu. You better believe no. it. That's exactly and right. That's and they're not coming. That's for sure. Right. I hope that you can hold on with me a little bit. We have a commercial break coming up, but I would love for you to hang in there. Do you have a few minutes to hang in with us? Well, you know, I would love to hang in there with you tonight. I wanted to get in and call you. I have a client that's coming. Actually, we're going to do a conference call for for uh, some domestic violence programming that I'm going out of town uh, Thursday. I'm going to Tampa to do some programming for me. First Lady. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I will. And that's another reason why I want to call because I know you were going to be doing some exciting things. I said, oh, I got to call Reverend Thickland, you know. So um, I just wanted you to know that. But I've had to call in tonight. I missed you. I know you've got a wonderful topic. And Thank I wanted to, to get in and, and chat with you for a moment. But I can hold on, you know, through your break if you for a moment. Yeah, and I'll talk to you out during the break because I want to find out where you are and we'll continue to do this. You're listening okay, to Hope and Healing. Uh, okay, thank you. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thickland, and you're listening to us here on the Soul of America Radio. You can reach us at area code 323-784-9638, area code 323-784-9638. If you'd like to have something to say, simply hit the number one on your keypad. I engineer let us know that you want to get on, and we will be right back with you right after this break. Open Healing, A Journey to Wholeness with J.R. Thicklin returns after this. Want to get in on the conversation? Call J at 323-784-9638.
to uh, engage, but to equip our communities and provide the education that we need that we can have healthy communities and that we're no longer in denial about the impact and the far-reaching effect of domestic violence on our society. And so that's why it's important. If you're listening by Internet, you're at www.soulofamericaradio.com, and you're right there with the Hope and Healing page. If you want to uh, call in or you're listening by phone, as many are today, you can simply call area code 323-784-9638. If you desire to say anything, you desire to have a question or comment, simply hit the number 1 on your keypad. That lets our engineer know uh, that you want to get on the air, and we'll bring you on the air. If you have a question that you'd like to uh, uh, email to us or you have a comment by email or something you want us to address, uh, you can simply uh, email us at jficklin at soulofamericaradio.com. That's the letter J, T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N, at soulofamericaradio.com. That's how you reach us tonight. We're just so excited about what is going on and the need to address these issues. Domestic violence doesn't go away simply because we don't talk about it. As a matter of fact, I said to you earlier, Silence hides violence. That's all it does. Silence hides violence. It gives it a cloak. It gives it a way uh, to be avoided. And that's why on every level we must address domestic violence. Educationally, in the educational system, it is a need that uh, teachers, guidance counselors, administrators are more versed on domestic violence is impact, what it looks like in children, what are those telltale signs to look for when children have been impacted by domestic violence. What happens when a child comes to school who have just had episodes and episodes of domestic violence at home? Who really hears that child's cry? Or do they come to school and oftentimes because of the way that they may act out or they are responding to their domestic violence, many times they are even re-victimized again. Not intentionally, but they're re-victimized by ignorance. They're re-victimized by uh, staff that don't know what to do, don't know what those signs are, don't know what happens, don't know how to react or respond to it. So therefore, oftentimes the child is either uh, put out of class, the child is sent to the office, the child is reprimanded because of the fact the child may not be cooperating or participating. But let me ask this question. How do we deal with the fact? Here's a child who has uh, dealt with this all night long. Here's a kid that when they should have been sleeping, they were up dealing with the commotion and all those things that was going on in home. And because they were dealing with it in that manner, uh, they did not get an opportunity to necessarily uh, get the rest they needed. Uh, They spent most of the night or most of the time uh, dealing with the fear of being exposed to these things. And yet it's still expected to rise early the next morning, get on a school bus, make it to school, sit in a classroom, and perform as if everything was great. No, it wasn't. And we have to know those signs. We must understand what is happening with kids. A lot of times some of the educational things that perhaps educators are dealing with, it's hap- uh, some of the things that they're seeing is a direct result of the child being exposed to domestic violence. And those are the things that we can ill afford, at least afford to ignore, because domestic violence, it is our business. So we see it happen all the time. And I want to just take a moment and just kind of look at some things when we talk about children living in violent households, because they do. When we see these things happen, small babies, once again, I talked about that earlier, but even toddlers and young kids, uh, they're drawn into this because they see it, they hear it, and many times they try to stop the altercation. And because they stop, try to stop the altercation, oftentimes as a result of it, they end up getting hurt. 
They end up getting hurt. They end up uh, uh, getting hurt in the midst of it. Uh, oftentimes, they become abused themselves. We see kids uh, being used as a physical weapon against the victim, where they uh, we've seen a perpetrator grab the kid and use the kid as a shield between the victim. And uh, and then all, other times, children are drawn in because they're being held hostage by the perpetrator. You know, it's amazing. Uh, just uh, on just last week, the whole country, you know, took time to pause when uh, when the situation there in Ohio came to a head where three young ladies who was abducted some some of them some ten years ago not only was abducted but they were not uh, they were they was abused they were sexually assaulted uh, they were impregnated they everything that could be done to them was done to them so here was a form of abuse that happened over this period of time and uh, from an individual who admittedly said that they were sick and these things was happening to uh, to him and the reason that he did them because he was sick but we as a society have a responsibility to recognize that how these things have impact on people's lives and especially children so when we talk about not only those children we talk about children like I said when they're very small like that Many of them, they begin to uh, show a signs of, of that abuse, but we have to know those signs. I mean, oftentimes, two- to four-year-old kids start acting out violently. They start being uh, withdrawing. They have start having trouble with other children. Uh, many of them deal with delayed toilet. Uh, de- de- delayed toilets, and many of them become very nervous and jumpy, and they have eating problems and insecurities and feeling of depression. All of these things are happening to small kids. And then when we take it to the next level, what happens? Once again, the older they get and the more they witness this, we begin to see even more complex uh, reactions to this abuse, whether they're seeing it or hearing it, picking a uh, they, they they feel pressured to pick one parent to defend. Uh, they're physically intervening. Uh, here is kids not five to twelve years old now in a position where they're calling the police. They're literally calling the police. They're running to neighbors for help. They are seeing these things happen. They're being used as a spy against their mom. They're forced to participate uh, to attack their mom. And as a result of them, many of them are being restricted from contact with other people. So what does it breed? Fear and insecurity, low self-esteem, withdrawal depression, running away, early drug use and alcohol use. All of these things are direct results. Bedwetting. Kids are, are regressing in their bedwetting as a result of this. So we have a real problem in our society. We have a problem when our children are being exposed to domestic violence, and too many times, even though they're the ones being exposed to it, they're also the ones that are being re-victimized. So we have to have a very honest conversation around that tonight, and uh, and I definitely would like to have any of you that are listening today, perhaps you like to share, perhaps you have a question there. But when we talk about the impact of domestic violence, even on children, what happens? They're oftentimes called the silent witness. Well, let me say something to you. They're their mark of the things that happens to them is oftentimes displayed in school, displayed in their socialization skill. And so that's what we like to kind of address tonight. You can reach us at area code 323-784-9638. That's how you can reach us. Simply hit the number one on your keypad if you have a question or comment, and we will definitely uh, acknowledge you today. Our producer will definitely make sure that you get on. But I want to just go as far as to say that we can at least afford to ignore domestic violence and its impact that is going on in all of our communities because we see this happen oftentimes when kids feel trapped. Where do they turn? Oftentimes they internalize and they blame themselves for the abuse that's going on. So you have things such as children living in fear and insecurity, uh, exhibiting low self-esteem, uh, withdrawal and depression, and many of them run away. 
many get involved in early uh, alcohol and drug use. School problems start having happening. Sexual activity starts early. Uh, becoming caretakers of the adults. And then uh, here's something that I want every one of you to take in consideration. And that's when children become embarrassed by the family. Here's a major thing, how they feel. They're embarrassed. They feel bad about what's happening. And oftentimes those same kids end up being bullied, and many of them down in life end up being the bully themselves. So this continues to go on. And we start seeing it as kids get older, it just simply escalates. We see young boys oftentimes try to intervene uh, there between their mother and the perpetrator, meaning they're trying uh, to kill or killing the perpetrator, uh, trying to stop the abuse, hitting their parent or sibling. That happens a lot as they get older and begin to see this. Uh, when they become physically abusive themselves, uh, they become physically abused. Uh, oftentimes they're being used as a spy, all of these things. Uh, they become per uh, coerced by the perpetrator to be abusive to the mom. So as a result, we see these things played out. How does it affect the educational system? Because now we see children with school and social problems, sexual activity early. We start seeing things like uh, truancy. And, and, uh, and then on the other hand, we see sometimes kids become super achievers in school, and then they get the tendency to get serious relationships too early to escape home. What are they doing? They're looking for an alternative. They want to block it out. They want to escape this. They want to. But the problem is it goes further than that. How many of our kids are considering suicide? They're depressed. Uh, once again, confusion about even their gender roles as a result of the abuse that they have witnessed and the abuse that they're living through. And this is why your voice is needed. This is why you can at least afford to remain silent about the impact of domestic violence. Because domestic violence, it is our business. It is not something that we can ignore. It's not something that we can pretend doesn't exist. We have to address domestic violence for what it is. And if you're listening today, I invite you right now, area code 323-784-9638, area code 323-784-9638. That is how you can reach us tonight right on Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. Now, you're out there, and perhaps you're listening tonight, and just before we go to our third break here, consider the fact, here's young girls who may oftentimes uh, begin to adopt their role in which they see domestic violence, how they see themselves from the violence that they have witnessed in their own home or the violence that they've seen. What happens when she thinks that, in all actuality, that this is the way that a, a female is supposed to uh, deal with domestic violence. What if she internalizes that uh, the domestic violence uh, is the way that she is supposed to accept? What happens when she finds herself acting out of these things? And because of this reason, that is the reason why we have to get to them early on and begin to model what is the right thing. Now, domestic violence is a problem. It is a problem when we remain silent. It's a problem when the church remains silent. It's a problem when uh, society remains silent about it. We can at least afford to be silent on the subject of domestic violence because there is no excuse for abuse. Listen, right back after the break here, this is J.R. Thicklin, and you're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Holders, right here on the Soul of America radio station. Area code 323-784-9638. That's how you can reach us. You can reach us right here at that number, and I'll see you right after the break. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Holders.
Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness with J.R. Thicklin is coming back right after this. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio, LLC. This is the one and only Soar. domestic violence in her lifetime. Every year, nearly three million children witness domestic violence right in their homes. Domestic violence is most likely to occur between the hours of 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. More than 60% of domestic abuse incidents happen right at home. Survivors of domestic violence face high rates of depression, sleep disturbance, anxiety, flashbacks, and other emotional distress. If you or someone that you know is a victim of domestic violence, or if you think someone is, reach out to them. If you are a victim, reach out to somebody You can call the National Hotline right now at 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. If you didn't have a chance to write that number down, call Jay Thicklin right now at 1-323-784-9638. Speak to Jay right now at 323-784-9638. And now, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, continues with your host, J.R. Thicklin. about uh, not only domestic violence, but its impact upon children, impact upon the educational system, and our responsibilities that we have inside of it, and why we cannot uh, allow this to be a conversation that is held in a vacuum, but one that has to get out, and we must take ownership of it, we must take responsibility for it in order for us to see a change. Because what we're seeing, if we don't if we don't stop it, it becomes a cultural thing, it becomes part of of a greater problem within our society, and we have to address domestic violence, and we cannot afford to remain silent. So once again, you can reach me by calling area code 323-784-9638. If you'd like to be on the air, just simply hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you want to get on the air, and we'll get you on the air tonight. 
Now, what is so important is this, is that when we talk about these issues here and we raise awareness about it, how many hear us raise the awareness, but they don't take action? They don't do anything differently than they did when before they heard the information. I want to talk to you tonight, those of you that may be bystanders, and those of you that may be bystanders that sit there thinking that you cannot do nothing, there's nothing you can do. I promise you that we need your help in this plight against domestic violence. What's at stake? I'm, I'm glad you asked. What's at stake is our future. What's at stake is our children. What is at stake is the family. What is at stake is everything we know about having a civilized and a healthy relationship. We have to be the ones to stand together and to speak out against this type of abuse and violence. And that is why you're so important today. Perhaps you are an instrument. Perhaps you have no idea the, that there's an individual that is on your job, a coworker, whoever, that is there that could really benefit from you reaching out to them. Perhaps you've been around someone and they've given you every indication of the fact that they're in an abusive relationship, but your hands feel tied. On the last commercial break, we did give you the number once again to the National Domestic Violence Hotline, 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-SAFE. And that is the number that you could call regardless of where you are in the country. Uh, you've got to get help. There is no excuse for domestic violence. Now, if you'd like to reach out to us tonight, you can reach out to us once again. Eric Go 323-784-9638. That is how you can reach us tonight. We're so very glad to have you. And uh, if you would do so tonight, we'll make sure that we get to you right away. Now, as I continue to uh, continue on with this conversation here, I want to say that each of us have a responsibility. Come on, say it with me. A responsibility to reach out, to be available, to stand up, and to speak out against Domestic violence, the behavior is unacceptable. It is totally unacceptable when we see it, when we hear it, when we witness it. It's unacceptable when we see it occurring because it impacts everything that we do. It impacts our future. It impacts our present. It impacts our children. It impacts every single thing that we do. So I cannot uh, stress that enough tonight as you're listening to us tonight on Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. We simply want you to know that domestic violence is your business. And you can reach us once again at area code 323-784-9638, area code uh, 323-784-9638 as we get ready to come up on the top of the hour here. And we just came out of a break, but what I want to do uh, at the top of the uh, hour here, I uh, definitely want to get a chance to share just a little bit more with you. But consider this, in order for a person to be really healed, especially when we talk about men, men that uh, are abusers, uh, men that are abusers oftentimes are second and third generational uh, victims that they themselves witnessed it growing up. They themselves were victims at the hands of a perpetrator. And so though it's not an excuse for them, we have to understand that they need healing. And sometimes it takes another man to stand up and identify those behaviors inside of that man to let him know that you've got to move to a place, a place to be healed. Because sometimes, and we see it in most times, that hurting people hurt people, wounded people tend to wound people. And so we have a responsibility inside of this not only to hold them accountable, but as we like to call it, our Brothers Keepers Accountability Group. You know, am I my brother's keeper? Sure I am. 
So we have to do what we need to do in order to hold one another accountable, in order that we may uh, begin to not only foster the environment and foster the change so that we can have healthy men, healthy men that can be part of this advocacy to stop domestic violence on every point. And so we cannot, we can at least afford to uh, to uh, miss out on men that are healthy men. And that could be instrumental in making a definitely impact inside of this uh, matter of domestic violence. We're right up on the top of the hour here, and uh, we're going to take our, our break for tonight, our last break. And uh, we are looking forward to your call tonight, area code 323-784-9638, area code 323-784-9638. Uh, that's how you can reach us. Just simply the number one on your keypad. And that lets our producer know that you want to come on. So
welcome back to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Hold Us. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and uh, we're so glad that you've joined us here on the Solo America radio station. Area code 323-784-9638. That's the way that you can reach us if you are uh, like to call in and listen in, or if you have a question or comment. Uh, when you call in, simply hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you would like to be a guest, you would like to share. Um, and if you're listening by way of the Internet, that's www.soulofamericaradio.com, and that's the way you can get us there. And once again, Jay Ficklin, that's soulofamericaradio.com, is that, that's where you can email us. If you desire to email us, if you have a question, comment, and you'd like to get it to us, or whatever you like to share, that's one way that you can do so, and that's how you can reach us right here on um, Hope and Healing, a Journey to Wholeness. And I'm so glad that you joined us here on tonight. Uh, even on tonight, uh, where the boards may uh, be just a little light tonight, and perhaps there are many more that are listening by way of the Internet tonight, we're going to wrap up here right about at 10.15. That's 10.15 Eastern time tonight, and uh, we're going to wrap up very shortly. But I want to I want to just have this last part that I would like to say tonight, and I, I still invite your call. Once again, there we go, 323-784-9638. But I want to wrap up by saying this. One of the reasons uh, that uh, domestic violence uh, should be our greatest concern is because of the fact of the damage that it does do to not only the very core relationship, the very core value system, but the, to the very core of how a person or child or adult sees themselves. That is what is so crucial. How do they see themselves? How do you see yourself? Uh, when the violence and abuse is going on, what message that it sends to a child? What happens when uh, there's always the put-downs and the, and the verbal uh, mudslinging and the going for the juggler vein inside of arguments, inside of a, uh, controlling issues and things? What message does it send? First of all, it definitely doesn't send a message of tolerance or cooperation. It doesn't send a message of listening. It doesn't send a message of love by no stretch of imagination. And so oftentimes it does produce a sense of fear inside of those that are being exposed to it, inside of the lives of the uh, kids that are witnessing it, and not to mention even those that are maybe neighbors. So we have to raise this awareness on many fronts. It is too easy to say, well, it's not my business. It's too easy to say things like, well, if they really wanted to get out of it, they could. It's too easy to pass that type of blame or that type of, uh, you know, that type of excuse. But what we must say is that there is no reason nor excuse for abuse, and we have to say it and mean it and mean it and say it, and we have to continue to do what's right, say what's right, in order that we may actually address this issue of domestic violence. I trust tonight that you've gotten something from our time together. Once again, thank you for always listening to us and being here. Uh, stay tuned on next week. We're going to have guests. Uh, special best guests will be in on next week, and we're going to uh, definitely be discussing this uh, subject matter about where do we go from here when we're dealing with uh, the whole process of healing, and that's what it's all about. So as you're listening tonight, I ask that you enjoy uh, this prelude as we are going to sign off for tonight. And uh, for those that may be hurting, for those that are going through some things even right now, for those that may be experiencing some of their greatest challenges, for those that might be listening and perhaps no one knows that you're in an abusive relationship, perhaps you've kept it silent, perhaps you've not mentioned it to anyone. But what I want you to do is understand that there is hope 
and there's healing for you. So tonight, as we close this broadcast, and as we sign off just a little earlier, I want to reach out to you. And we reach out to each and every one right now. Those that have been abused, those that have been broken, those that have been battered, those that have been abandoned and rejected, for those that have experienced manipulation, for those that have experienced assault, we lift them up before you, O oh God. And we ask that even now, that God, that you would touch them, that you would restore them, that you would give them another chance, that you would heal where they're hurt, where you would heal their bruises, and that you would heal every scar, both emotionally and physically. And so we ask that even now, that you would undergird them with your strength and with your love, and that you reassure them that your loving kindness is greater than life itself. And God, that they can find themselves in your arms, resting at your feet. So even tonight, we ask that you bless each and every one that listen by way of radio, that listen by way of internet, that listen by way of phone call, and that they will be strengthened and blessed inside of all that they do. We pray today. We pray for volunteers. We pray for advocates. We pray for those that would join in this plight to end this violence and this nonsense and the, and, the, and the evil work of the enemy. So we ask that even now, bring healing to those that have been victimized. Thank you that they are made whole. Restore them. We ask these blessings in your dear son Jesus' name. Amen. So until next week, this is J.R. Thickland, and I'm saying thank you for joining us tonight on Hope and Healing, our journey to wholeness. Enjoy the music.
Time. 